0: when the replay official did not stop I, I'm the I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything
1: special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be legal.
0: Coach Tarasale talk, is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job. And I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And so, yes, to answer your question.
1: Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it, but it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sunbelt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. we got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition.
0: Talk about the reception you received from the fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the the Um. A lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of it. It was like, <laughs> like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming. And we ain't backing down. You got it control. Everybody just do your job. You understand
1: that? Welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast presented by my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Breton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vase on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy! <laughs> What's going on? Oh my God! Epic fail here.
0: <laughs> no, we got beer cans everywhere, man. We're just we're just so damn pumped for football tomorrow, man. It is Christmas Eve, if you will. And uh, I I just can't wait to open up these presents. And the presents being seven freaking SEC games, brother.
1: I'm pumped up. What about you? Buddy, I'm right there with you. The only thing holding me back, if you caught it there, it was a kind of a a half ass beer opening. (laughs) I'm drinking, and this is not their fault, so so I'm going to give them a shout-out here. Bearded Iris here in Nashville. Tunnel Vision IPA. It's fantastic. It's not their fault, but... It's one of those beers where it, it comes with the plastic, uh, you know, holders at the top. You can't see the actual mm-hmm. mouth of the can. Okay. And these cans are beaten all to hell, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I, it's like a MacGyver in it here just to open the bad boy. But hey, I got it open. I'm ready for some pickums here, Shane. But before we get into that, well, Mike, just real quick, a lot of people yes, are probably
0: wondering why I'm not talk about my fancy beers because I'm just, I went old school back to the bullet this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next few days, that's what I'm going to be doing till we get th- through these first sec games. So okay. that's what I got. I'm, uh, the mountains are uh, that mountains are blue, buddy.
1: Sounds like uh, cousin Shane needs to hit some of these bets so he can afford some new beard. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I <I've> got to, <laughs> saving my money, right? Cause I got a lock of the week for you guys. <laughs> Hey, well, hey, before we get to our picks, big news here, right before we hopped on, I don't know if you saw this, Cousin Shane, but every SEC team now eligible for a bowl game, they haven't even played a damn game yet. So the NCAA has kind of come out here and they've waived, you know, there's no requirements to make a bowl game. You can be 0-10, you can go to a bowl game. How crazy is that?
0: See, that's it, Mike. Rules changing every freaking day. But the one that ain't is the one that involves <laughs> Greg freaking Sankey, huh? Jeez. Everybody's getting a ball game. You get a ball game. You get a ball game.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to sit out this season. <laughs> now, the only – this is kind of silly, but I guess they got to do what they got to do because they got to fill these spots. But it had me thinking – now, obviously, this is not going to work out for every rivalry, but, you know, we lost some rivalries this year. Florida, Florida State, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech, go on down the list. Maybe mm-hmm. we can get some of these games in the bowl game. I mean, that I don't know how fans would feel about that, but, hey, we you know, these are important rivalries. Maybe this is a way to keep some of these going.
0: Yeah, no, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Um, I, I like the bowl games, and I think it's a great – we're gonna we're not gonna want college football to end and I don't know if you've noticed know and I don't know if you're even gonna talk about it but we've got the pack now limping into this thing do you
1: see that yes sir the pac 12 yeah I think they're starting in November
0: yeah they're they're gonna do seven games uh I think or, or three games and just try to send USC to a to a playoff spot <laughs> ain't happening <laughs> but that's what they're gonna try to do so but I think I think it's important that we keep the bowl games going because now it's like we can actually sit back and we can kind of piece this together and get some more football out of this this limped handicapped season right now. So I, I'm I, I like the idea. Even I mean, think about it, man. There's teams that haven't been to a bowl game in a few years. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have that opportunity now.
1: Mm. All right, Chad. Well, let's get this thing on. We get getting going here, and um, you know, speaking of odds, before we get to the gambling lines here. Caused a bit of a stir this morning. Now I think people got confused, but I definitely tagged the uh, sportsbetting.ag's. That's a, a website, online sports book. They do odds all the time, and they sent me their latest odds for the first SEC coach to be fired mm-hmm. this season. So I'm going to run down the list here, Shane. You stop me if any of these jump out to you. But the two favorites, no surprise, Will Muschamp and Derek Mason. Two to one. Now, keep in mind, this is first coach to be fired, so it's not like you can just bet on, you know, five or six of these. You got to get the first guy, because once if you don't get him first, then then you're losing this bet. So two to one. Will Muschamp, Derek Mason, no surprise there. But how about this one, Shane? Next on the docket here, Jeremy Pruitt, three to one, oh my and Vols Nation was not happy with me for again sharing these odds it's not like i made them or anything <laughs> i'm telling you well for starters he got an extension today mike <laughs> you know, <it's>
0: like, <laughs> what a day to I mean, put these out here SportsBetting.ag. somebody maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what it is his uh you know his uh what is it what do you call those people that help you out um, boosters no like they you know everybody like got relations agent like, yeah, agents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this
1: may be an agent deal, Mike, and uh, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. I hey, that if nothing else, fun. maybe I'll, I'll take credit for landing Jeremy Pruitt an extension today. How about that for all the Tennessee fans that are fired up about that news? Good for you, Mike.
0: Yeah, no, that's kind of dumb though, because honestly, forget forget the extension and everything. There's just absolutely, positively, no way Tennessee can af- can afford to get rid of Pruitt right now. You know what I'm saying? It took. It, we're still paying for daggone Boots Jones. You know what I'm saying? We <laughs> right. got him till I think a couple more months. So no, that's that's a terrible bet. I wouldn't put your money on him. Well, Even the, if he lost every game,
1: there's no way we're firing Pruitt this year. Now let me ask you this though, before we move down the list, because we we already went down this rabbit hole. But what were your thoughts? Pruitt getting a couple years added to his deal? Two years added? Mm-hmm. He's getting a four hundred thousand dollar. Annual bump, and he actually declined it for this year because, obviously, with all the COVID stuff, you know, these everybody's kind of hurting financially. So, I guess he just didn't feel it would be right to take a bonus this year, or or a raise. I guess is the, the correct term. But thoughts on Jeremy Pruitt getting his two year extension? Is that something that you think he deserves?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I I think I think the commitment is exactly what we need. I mean, we've had we've had so much. You know instability Mm -hmm. over the last ten years. That we we want we want this to work. We we you know there's a lot of people that were on the fence when he first got here, but it seems like majority of the crew have bought into what Jeremy Pruitt is selling. So yeah, this is good. This is good for recruiting. This is good for just the just the atmosphere alone. Tennessee needs a needs a coach that's going to be around for a while. So Mm -hmm. now the four hundred thousand. Bump, you know. I mean, if my boss comes to me, I know COVID's bad and all, but <laughs> my ass is going to buy a bigger house, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of wondering how that played out. Like, hey, we'll give you this extension. We could give you a bonus, but you could also look like a, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> we'll throw you a couple more State Farm commercials, and you can get on the back end. So I don't know, but uh, no, I thought it. I thought it was cool. Following this really- news,
1: the only guy with a longer. Contract in the SEC's Jimbo Fisher. So, you know, you kind of mentioned the recruiting. This is kind of big for that. Just, yeah. you know, you want to tell these recruits, hey, I got five years on my deal. I'm going to be here the entire time you play. And now Nick Saban, Cocho, Eli Drinkwitz, those are the other guys that had a deal to 2025. Now Pruitt can say, at least on paper, he's scheduled to be at Tennessee just as long as those guys are at their school. So, all in all, I think this is, a, this is kind of a move. You gotta make, and I think it's smart for Jeremy Pruitt too because, you know, who knows what we're getting ourselves into? This is gonna be a wild, unpredictable year. Very few people predict predicting Tennessee to have a bad year, but all of a sudden, if you know, disaster strikes with some injuries or COVID or, or combination of two, and Tennessee has a bad year. I mean, Pruitt ain't getting an extension, you know, so it's a good. It's probably good for him to lock it up before the year. No, I think this is great. This is it's good for both sides, Mike. It really is. Mm-hmm. All right, going down this list next. I don't think a big surprise here. Gus Malzahn five to one to be the mm. first coach fired. Shane's all pumping it, up War Eagle, so he's probably mm-hmm. got to disagree with this this pick. I bet, huh? I, I do
0: disagree with it, but it just blows my mind that these two coaches are flipped. You would think that Gus Malzahn, I mean, I could get, you know, I mean, they tried to fire Muschamp last year. Let's let's just call it like it is. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't get the money. It's because apparently they were, you know, saving up for the golden cock down there, you know, <laughs> so they just couldn't quite afford to get rid of Muschamp. And Mason... You know the writings on the the wall with the new athletic director there. Uh, that's that's clearly obvious, but it surprises me that that Pruitt was ahead of Must or uh, uh, Gus Malzahn because you know a year removed from being you know the coach that's probably not going to be retained uh there was rumors if you remember how many rumors were floating around with other coaches uh being tossed in to to possibly take his position so mm-hmm. it it's, it really does surprise me that that you know Gus wasn't the third guy but that goes to show I mean Vegas say what you want man when they come out these Vegas knows more than us Uh, Let's just, I mean, they, they, they really got a pulse on when they come out with these odds, you got to take them serious. And, and I think it's good if you're an Auburn fan, the fact that they've kind of loosened up the reins of your coach getting fired
1: because maybe they're expecting better results this year. Mm -hmm. All right. Next on the list, Sam Pittman, eight to one. So he's the first, first Mm -hmm. year guy on this list. And that's kind of interesting. And then right next to him. The Mississippi coaches, both first year guys, Lane Kiff and Mike Leach, 10 to 1. But I think that's kind of gives you an indication of how cool every seat in the SEC is, you know, starting with this crew, because these guys just got fired. Yeah, they're doing a good job. I mean, there's no chance in hell they're getting fired unless there's some kind of scandal, you know what? Mm-hmm. And then we go Jimbo Whoop. Fisher next, fourteen uh-huh. to one. Eli Drinkwitz twenty to one, same as Mark Stoops twenty to one. Kirby and Dan, I like how they did this. Both thirty three to one. <laughs> coach o, 50 to one, and then last, certainly not least, Nick Saban a hundred to one. Mm. And keep in mind, this is not first coach to retire. <laughs> this is first coach <laughs> yep. to get fired. So there, yeah. Uh-huh. There's well, unless uh, you know they finally figure out where all these Mercedes are coming from. Nick Saban does own a couple of Mercedes dealerships, but hundred to one Nick Saban, there's no chance he's getting let go. Is this the year they find the dirt on Nick Saban?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Could you imagine? I mean, just think about it, Mike, if you did throw a little money at that and something happened,
1: Ooh, maybe if, you got if, some inside
0: knowledge and you tip off the NCAA. God, what if Saban did it, you know, just put his last check there on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to show you some photos. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, I, I I think that's hilarious, but um, it is what it is. I did see it get kind of heated there, talking about these these. Uh, who do you think? The, let's just talk, just real, real just real talk. Uh, top three, okay. The first one that you could see getting fired. I don't know. If we've kind of talked about this in the
1: past, but is it Mason? Would you give him the first spot? I mean, that seems like the choice, but. It, from all indications, everything I'm being told, you know, they don't want to make a change at Vanderbilt. They just gave this guy an extension last offseason, so they mm-hmm. just don't want to pony up the cash. They're not committed to winning football. Derek Mason, a hell of a defensive coordinator, a, a terrific interview, and a great guy, but not a very good head coach based on what we've seen. So they, he would certainly be the first one that I would put on that hot seat list, but... I think it's more realistic Will Muschamp because, you know, hell, we almost made a move there, and yeah. I, I know we're all kind of not all, but most South Carolina fans I speak to seems like they're back, they're rallied behind Muschamp, they're you know they want they want this guy to succeed. Same thing with Mason, he's a good defensive coach, great recruiter, and he's a hell of a guy, but his team is just so damn inconsistent. It's it's right. so frustrating. I mean. You turn around, you beat Georgia. I thought that was the turning point. It's like, my God, they they've turned the turned the tide here. <laughs> and then they lose to Appalachian State. Like, how can you, you know, that's right. coaching. That's all that is is coaching. How do you lose to North Carolina? First year coach, freshman quarterback. It's it's coaching. And you know, it's 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 kind of weird. I
0: don't think, to be honest with you, there's a good chance that none of these coaches get fired, Mike. Yeah, I think I mean, so. B- because here, you, here, the only way that that Coach Mason gets fired. It'd have to be – I mean, you're playing SEC teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's going to say, oh, man, they dropped the game to Georgia. Mason's out. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're expecting that loss. I mean, they're expecting quite a few losses there. So, I can't imagine they're five, six, seven games in, and they're just saying, you know what, we got to pull the plug on them. And, no, I don't, I don't see them hurrying it. But Muschamp, on the other hand, you know, he does have a lot more riding on the games. I mean, if he comes out of the gate and he's 0-3 – you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but if he's o three, o and four, yeah, I could, I could see them firing him midseason because the expectations are higher
1: in South Carolina. You know what, buddy? I think we're spending too much negativity okay. here yeah, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. firing people. Let's <laughs>
0: rein it back in. Let's talk about.
1: <laughs> Let's make some sure. picks, man. I've been, I've been dying yeah. to do this all week. Every, everybody wants to know our picks for these games. Uh-huh. We've been optimistic on every damn team here for ten months. Seems like <laughs> it's time to reveal some picks. And uh, man, it's been a long, long time since we played this clip, buddy. You ready to make some game day selections?
0: Let's do it. Gambling? What's anything about gambling? It's not gambling when you know you're going to win.
1: Not only am I picking Toledo to cover, I'm picking Toledo to win outright. Yeah, Cash will kick your ass. We you heard you say that. Well, he kicked my ass regardless. (laughs) Exactly. They're going
0: to beat the brakes off Miami. You watch it. Mike, if Florida wins this damn game, I will sing the fight song Monday. (laughs) 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 It ain't happening, brother. Yeah, orange and blue waving
1: forever, forever pride. Old Florida, may she droop me. I I forgot to hit record, so you got to do that again. Are you shitting me? No, I'm recording it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane. So the way we like to do it here for any new listeners to the show that joined us since the last season, typically what we like to do, we like to go down the list based on kickoff times, but we reserve at the very end the game or games that we think are the best. And that's why we're going to pick Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina, even though Kentucky-Auburn's a noon game, we're going to hold that one to the end. But the rest we're going to go in order of the kickoff time. So we're going to start with Florida at Ole Miss, ESPN, noon Eastern time, 11 o'clock Central on ESPN, as soon as game day ends. We're going to have some SEC action between the Gators and Rebels, Shane. Shane. Florida's a 14-point favorite on the road. Who you got in
0: this one? Where is game day this week?
1: Uh, I think it's uh, like Florida State-Miami or something. What?
0: The first SEC is cranking up. They're Florida State-Miami? I believe so. Oh, man, they must have thought we weren't going to play. That's what it was. (laughs) But here we are, Mike. We are going to play. Let me get – I'm so unprepared here. Um, all right, Florida, Ole Miss, Mike. I'm telling you what I'm. I'm looking forward to this game. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see Lane Kiffin out there. I want to see what this offense looks like. He's got a ton of weapons. I want to see what he does with Plumtree. You know what I'm saying? All right. Is he going to have him out there a lot of times at quarterback? Are They going to move him around? I, Florida, are they legit? They're so. They, you know, is They've had a, a complete offseason to just think about the dominance they can create in the East, and I'm just I'm, I've went back and forth on this one, Mike, as far as the score predictions because I I still think Lane puts enough points on the board, but I think uh, I think them Gators are gonna just show the nation that they should be playoff contenders. Florida, thirty five, Ole Miss, seventeen. Mm. So I got Florida covering this bread.
1: Well, Shane, I think uh, if you missed it, we're going to play this little clip right here. Ole Miss, these cheerleaders sound like, uh, you know, they got woken (laughs) up out of of bed to make a promo here. This is almost as bad as the one Lane Kiffin did when he was at FAU. They're on the lane train down there. They're introducing a new cheer every time Ole Miss makes a first down. Let's kick it over to uh, the Ole Miss cheerleaders here. It's Izzy from the Ole Miss Rebelettes. And I'm Whitney from Ole Miss Cheer, and we wanted to show you what Rebel Nation does whenever we get a first down. Now, I don't know about you, but I heard the Lane Train is going to be moving the ball all up and down the field, so we got to be prepared. And when the announcer says, first down, you're going to throw your fins up and say, Ole Miss, towards the direction that the ball is going. Let's try it all together.
0: And that's a first down.
1: Ole Miss! Let's, Let's go! All right, Shane. That was uh, the second worst thing we're going to see on Saturday <laughs> here in Oxford because I just don't get it. I mean, I've, I'm have i seeing, you know, it's not a popular pick by any means, but I've seen people picking Ole Miss to cover. I've yeah. seen people to win, pick Ole Miss to win outright. A lot of people picking it because of Lane Kiffin and he's this elite play caller. Well, newsflash to anybody saying that. I mean, no disrespect to Lane Kiffin because he is an elite play caller. But he has not called the plays since he was at Alabama. It's like people don't know what the hell they're talking about. He gives this control to his offensive coordinator. So that advantage is not even there. And, hell, Dan Mullen's a better play caller than Lane Kiffin anyway. Yeah, Lane Kiffin just had – I mean, look at all the all the Americans he had to work with when he was in Alabama. Not, I'm not trying to discredit the guy. It sounds like I'm totally crapping on him, but, I mean, he he's an outstanding play caller. But that's he doesn't got those players at Ole Miss right now. Florida is the pick. My pick to win the East. There's it's the media's pick to win the East. This is a tremendous tremendous lopsided game, and Lane Kiffin being on the sidelines is not gonna. Make up for his team not having the talent that Florida has. The continuity with the coordinators, with the head coach, with the starting quarterback, it all favors Florida. I'm throwing my lockdown, Shane.
0: Oh, jeez. 14-point
1: spread. Florida's going to – they're going to beat the hell. I got them winning by 28 points. Florida 38, Ole Miss 10, lock of the week. Put your money on the Gators. They can't make this spread high enough. Gators are – they're going to win big in this one. Jeez Louise, why do you hate Lane Kiffin so much? Is it because he left us?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's time. No, I just I, – I, I I'm picking up what you're saying, but I think you got to credit Lane Kiffin a little bit because if you remember the first year he was at Tennessee, mm-hmm. I, I can never – never forget going to Alabama and that thing coming down to a field goal that we should have made. And if it didn't get blocked, we would have walked away. I mean – they, he took, that was coaching, man. Uh, you know, he, he, he took a quarterback at Alabama. That was a running back and made something of him and a national championship run. That was, that was coaching. And then FAU, they had some great seasons, but honestly I didn't follow him down there. He now has sec talent. He does have weapons on the team. Now, granted we both over on the spread. I just think we've got to give, Lane Kiffin some credit and do you you, so there's no chance in your mind right now because you made this lock of the week
1: that Ole Miss somehow can pull off an upset here here's how it happened Shane I gotta I have gotta think of the guys in my head Kyle Pitts Kyle Trask Dan Mullen Grimes both lines of scrimmage Kaire Elam. If all those guys got COVID, they got a chance. <laughs> Jeez.
0: All right. But other well, than that, no chance. No we chance we in this one. Away. All right. Well, miss, I still got I still got 10% in the back of my mind. Like, there's still a chance. In the back of my mind, I I, th- I see Ely. I see I see John Rice. I see, I don't know. Maybe uh Matt Corral's the real deal. I, I see that there's a f- offense. That that Lane can work with. There's I still holding out that there's still a chance, but granted, we're both over in the spread. We've talked too long. Florida, lock it up
1: for Mike. Let's do it. All what right, else next, we got? Next game on the docket. The CBS SEC on CBS Game of the Week, even though it's not the game of the week. Mississippi State at LSU. Defending national champion. 16 and a half point favorite. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. Who you like in this matchup?
0: Mm, I've gone I've gone around the block with this one too, Mike, just because I don't know what the Pirates are going to put out there. I don't know what this LSU defense is going to look like just yet or if it's going to be a high-flying offense like it was last season. But the more I think about these two, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored. Mm-hmm. It's just I think LSU is going to have more of them. And that's why I've got LSU winning this thing 42 Mississippi State 21. Don't be surprised if the pirate comes out them uh, them bulldogs maybe even get the first touchdown on the board. I just think it's it's going to be a slow development. It's going to be kind of like Ellis when I don't know if you remember some of them early games they had last year. It just seems like they were kind of slow to get going, but once they got fire on all cylinders, mm-hmm. they were just too hard to to contain and I think Mississippi State's just not quite deep enough to keep up with these boys. And that's why I've got LSU outscoring them 41, Mississippi State
1: 21, 42-21, sorry. All right, I'm, I'm right on the same page with you then, Shane. I mean, you can't discredit Mike Leach and his system and some of these players he's got, but hey, this is almost the same deal as Florida and, and Ole Miss. I mean, we're getting too hyped up with Mike Leach and his record and, and his history. Where on the other side of the ball, I mean, LSU is going to have an advantage at nearly every position. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about Mike Leach in the passing game. Well, hell, what's LSU's traditionally strongest point is a defensive backfield. They may have the best defensive back in the nation. Derek Stingley, they've got plenty of talented players on that defensive side of the ball uh pass rush could be a real issue for LSU that's one of my biggest concerns going up against this Mississippi State offense how are they going to get to the quarterback now they should have an advantage in the line of trench in in uh on the line of scrimmage but Mike Leach schemes this stuff up so that the ball comes out quick so you don't I mean you got to get to him in a split second so That's right. that's going to be probably neutralized here but Mississippi State I've got almost no faith unless Miles Brennan just completely comes out here and it's just terrible and I don't think that's going to be the case. So, I just don't think Mississippi State's going to be able to slow LSU down. I think it's going to be a a big big day for Miles Brennan and Eric Gilbert and all these guys. Terrence Marshall, Racy McMath. I don't think it'll be a breakout game and Coach O keeps talking up these running backs are going to be running all over them. LSU is going to run away with this one. 42 Mississippi State 14. LSU covers the spread, too. Mm. All right, next game on the docket here, Shane. Four o'clock Eastern, three central on SEC Network. Georgia at Arkansas. And Georgia, 26-point favorite on the road in Fayetteville. Sam Pittman's debut. What do you like in this one?
0: I like everything that Arkansas did in the offseason, Mike. Mm -hmm. I love the head coach. I love the coordinators. I love the. I, I just. I love the hot videos. I love the uniform change. I love all kinds of things that are coming out of of Arkansas. I do, and I think bright days are ahead, but not this week, Mike. Ooh. You know why? Because they got an angry Kirby Smart. Believe it or not, angry Kirby Smart. There's clips, man. He gets fired up. And I think he's took a lot of this bad media news. I think he's took a lot of this. His coach left him. I think he took a lot of this uh, they ain't picking us attitude, and he's bringing it to Arkansas. And I think Georgia's going to come out and prove that they are national playoff contenders, that they have a championship ball club. They want to put Georgia on the map. He wants to beat the shit out of Sam Pittman. I, I, I'm just telling you right now, and he's going to and pretend it's
1: Cade Mays.
0: I don't know who he's going to pretend it's. gonna. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he's 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 doing it, man. Because I uh, don't think that they haven't tried to poach other, pl- I mean, players off his staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how Sam la- left last year. You know, you don't think that didn't sit in his crawl a little bit. Without further ado, I give you the first SEC lock of the week. Ooh. Georgia 49 Jeez. Arkansas 10 mm. I think it's just a total domination now Arkansas I'm probably wrong <laughs> so <laughs> hang in there because I, I honestly I, I just have a gut feeling Mike that that this year I'm gonna be undefeated with pick and locks of the weeks but as you know I'm usually wrong on these things so don't don't get too mad Arkansas it's just I just think Georgia I think George is on a mission and it starts week one in Arkansas. They just want to be the highlight. They want to be the team everybody's talking about Saturday.
1: Well, congratulations, Arkansas Razorbacks. You're going to not only cover the spread, you may win this game outright based on that Shane lock of the week. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. glad he's blocking that bad boy up because I like Arkansas in this matchup, Shane, to cover the spread. The 26 points, that's a ton of points to give up. You know, I, I agree with with some of what you're saying there, but I'm not buying the hype yet of Georgia's offense. I've been kind of saying that the last couple of weeks. DeJuan Mathis hype, not really buying it. I mean, I think he's going to be the guy, obviously, but 49 points is a ton of points to put up. I know Arkansas is just going to be clearly outmatched in this basically on every aspect of the field. So it's a terrible matchup for the Razorbacks. But, you know, one thing that's got me thinking, who's the team in the East that always seems to give Georgia the most trouble in recent seasons? Is there there one that comes to your mind? Because I know you've mentioned this too. That gives Georgia? Yeah. Mizzou? Mizzou. And who was that coach? Barry Odom. So, and he never had talent to match them up there either so I'm not saying that Arkansas is going to magically like shut down Georgia because you know I don't necessarily think that's going to happen but Barry Odom for whatever reason he seems like he knows how to man up with this team so I think Arkansas is going to give Georgia you know a fighting chance the the problem in this matchup for Arkansas is just you know, the new system on both sides of the ball and particularly that offense. I, I'm very high on Kendall Bryles, and I'm not a big Felipe Franks fan, but the more I hear out of him at a Fayetteville, I think that was a, a great move for the Razorbacks to bring him in and just bring some leadership. And, and hell, he's got more starting experience than, than most SEC quarterbacks now. <laughs> so it was a good move for the Razorbacks, but I just don't think Arkansas is going to have much at all success on offense. In this game, just going up against this Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning defense. Mm -hmm. So, I do have Georgia winning, obviously, but I think Arkansas covers. And it's because I don't think Georgia's going to score as many points as you do. I'm going Georgia 28, Arkansas 6. Mm. I'm telling you. Congratulations, Razorbacks. (laughs) Shane does Gave the, the, the oh. George the kiss of death. They just turned off the pod. My. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shay, well, before we move on, let's uh, remind the listeners we're brought to you by MyBookie, the online sports book. Head on over to MyBookie.ag today. All new customers receive 100% deposit match up to $1,000. That means if you're a new customer to MyBookie.ag and you put in the promo code, that's... SEC. That's T-H-A-T-S-E-C. They will match your initial deposit up to $1,000. So you could potentially start with $2,000 to gamble on, Shane, immediately. And we got this college football firing up. We're going to get into some some picks here. But man, I'm just fired up that college football is finally here. And the only thing that makes football better, in my opinion, is Drinking some beer and betting all these games. So (laughs) head on over to mybookie.ag. Once again, that promo code is thatSEC over at mybookie.ag. Thousands of cross sports, wagers, props, parlays, all that. Winning season begins today only at mybookie with that promo code thatSEC. All right, next up, um, hey, we're going to the night games here. Alabama at Missouri. Missouri. Seven o'clock Eastern, six Central on ESPN. Alabama, of course, a huge favorite. Crimson Tide favored by twenty-seven and a half points. Who do you like in this one, Shane?
0: Oh man, I this one I think it it, it feels like one of those games that Alabama just jumps out. Like we we look at it, we say, oh buddy, this is it. And then next thing you know, Mizzou kind of creeps back into it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of – the vibes I'm I'm picking up for this game. I think Alabama wins, and I don't think it's really a ball game. And it uh, wouldn't surprise me if it starts out with something like a 28-0 run in the second quarter. But I think that this thing ends up being not close as far as a ball game, but close as far as the spread's concerned. I've got Alabama winning it, 35 Mizzou 14.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: So I got I got Mizzou covering the spread. Mm-hmm. I just I just think it's Alabama's game though right out of the gate. I think it's an early one, dude. I I think a lot of people uh are, aren't thinking I mean, I think Alabama's going to come out like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And unfortunately, Mizzou's just I mean, they got a new coach, they got new things. That, I mean, they're they're the half the team ain't going to get to dress out. <laughs> I just think <laughs> You know, I think Alabama's going to just, but Nick Saban, you know, he's still a little burnt from Tua getting hurt last year. I think he he pulls the reins, and once
1: they get the lead, he relies on them running backs. Well, the SEC sure didn't give Missouri any favors here. Open the damn Eli Drinkwitz yeah. schedule. At least they gave him the game at home, I guess. But yeah, Alabama coming to town, they're going to be a massive favorites. Now here's the difference, though. You know, it's similar to that last game, Georgia and Arkansas, but they. The key difference is Alabama is not installing a new system, you know. So that, you know, just kind of a teaser here, but there's so many large point spreads this week. This is the only one that I'm comfortable taking those points. I I hate to even do that early in the season. I always lean with taking the points. But, hell, Nick Saban and his coaching staff and his players, they just seem to be just on a, on a damn tour of vengeance for, for my God, lose, winning only 11 last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're only playing 10 this year, so yeah. they've only got to get focused for 10. So yeah, I think, uh, kind of like you said, Alabama jumps out to a big advantage in this one. I don't know how many points Missouri can score on this Alabama defense, given the, you know, turnover to the Eli Drinkowitz era here. And, you know they got some promising transfers, but it just seems like it usually takes several games, if not a season, for a transfer to like really kind of make his yeah. imprint on a program. So it's good that Missouri got those guys, but just coming out of the gate, week one, who knows if there's even going to be a starting quarterback? They may play multiple quarterbacks. Eli Drinkowicz has suggested, although. You know, he's keeping us all in the dark, so it's more of a guess saying that than anything. But So I've got Alabama winning, of course, and I'm going to take the points. Mm. Alabama 45, Missouri 13, and the Crimson Tide roll on to another W. All right, Shane, next game, another night game. I hope Vanderbilt and Texas A&M fans got this channel, because I don't think I do. SEC alternate, mm. 7.30 Eastern, 6.00. 30 Central, SEC alternate channel. Texas A&M favored by 30 and a half in an SEC game. Who do you like in this one? You know,
0: Mike, I, 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 I was thinking about this one earlier today. and I In fact, I've changed my score like three times on this one. Uh-oh. It's just the more I think about it, the more I think how ugly this game could be. Mm-hmm. Like out of all the games that we're playing, it's the least sexy one. Right, and the thing that concerns me for Texas A and M is all the opt opt outs. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the all the, the you know Jimbo came out and said there was no wasted reps. That, there was Mike. You know, if your ones are running with ones, that's a wasted rep. Yep. So that's that's a pass that Kellen Mon hasn't got to take it. And I just I think they're gonna work some some kinks out during the Vanderbilt game. I'm not saying that this game's going to be close. I'm just saying it's going to be ugly. And the thing I like about Vanderbilt is, you know, we joke that everybody's coming back, but they are. Other than the quarterback, but who cares? The quarterback play last year was horrible. So maybe a, a nice change-up here would, wouldn't be a bad deal. But this defense has continuity. They, you know, they're going to know exactly what their assignments are supposed to be. So I think... I think they're they're going to be able to force Mon, you know, to a few three and outs early. But mm-hmm. I think I think Texas A and M, you know, obviously gets things going, and, and Jimbo does what he needs to. But he's not going to reveal too much of his playbook against these guys. So I say all that to say this, Mike. I think Vanderbilt covers the spread, but it's a low scoring game. I've got Vanderbilt seven, Texas A and M twenty eight. So they still win. It's just – I just think that uh, two things here. Jimbo doesn't have to show too much, wants to work on things. And Vanderbilt, you know, say what you want, they're going to know exactly what to do on defense. And and there may be a few times they get some stops
1: out there early. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like a lot of what you had to say there. And, you know, what's the latest we're hearing out of College Station? It seems like the offense is going to be more of a ground game. And we, you know, we're losing receivers left and right. We're losing tight ends left and right. So I just don't know how that Aggie passing game is going to be high flying, even though they got a senior quarterback right out the gate. You know, I think that's going to take a couple of weeks. So it just doesn't seem realistic that Texas AM is going to light up the scoreboard unless they're just running all over Vanderbilt. And I've got enough faith in a Derek Mason defense to at least slow them down a little here and then. You know, of course, running the ball eats the clock up. So we're talking a 30 and a half point spread. That's just too much for for me. Yeah. It could be Alabama versus Arkansas, and I'm still taking the 30 points because it's just, that's just too much for an opener. And, right. and so I got to lean Vanderbilt with the spread. It sounds like uh, this is being re- reported out of Nashville. Ken Seals, the true freshman, the guy I've been saying, he's going to be the starting quarterback, so that's, that's a little iffy just because it's a true freshman going into a game, but it's not one of those deals based on everything that I've heard that it's, you know, it's like, well, we don't have any other option. It's more about he's a really good player. Yeah. You now, go first college game, of course, it's going to be difficult cuz Texas A&M's got some veteran defenders, but you know, I think he'll make a couple plays in this ball game to keep Vanderbilt in it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm taking the Commodores like you with the points But, of course, I'm picking Texas A&M to win. I'm going Texas A&M 30, Vanderbilt 13. Okay. All right, Shay. now we get to the two big ones. (laughs) We'll start with Tennessee at South Carolina. We got us a little hype video.
0: Things have been different, difficult. Life tore us apart. A swift, sudden silence, a new, normal... Things we took for granted, taken from us. Our battle armor is about more than a uniform. It's symbolic of who we are. Indomitable spirits that will never quit. Even though we can't all be together, Through that spirit, we are once again united. And when you're united, when you refuse to quit, then you have something that cannot be taken. everything, but it's progress, and we will get
1: there together. All right, Chase. So the Vols favored by three and a half mm-hmm. in Columbia. Who do you like <laughs> in this matchup with the giant cock watching the game? <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Let me ask you: Have you seen pictures of this thing? Now, I like. I saw it when it like came over on the truck and then mm-hmm. somebody sent it and it's like on top of this, like, like garbage bag thing. Is that something that they're just using to conceal <laughs> something
1: or is that what it sits on permanently? Yeah. It's it's weird. It's like, it's a cock on a cock. It, I don't know. It's very weird, but uh, no, I, I would assume they're going to take the trash, and the trash <laughs> bag down. But uh, I think what they're trying to do is uh, they're going to put, bushes all around it or something oh okay. so, so they're, they're landscaping there is what they're doing
0: oh okay all right well that makes sense um yeah because tennessee's had fun with that today uh tennessee twitter <laughs> i'll tell you i've seen all kinds of things underneath that chicken but uh <clears throat> I, I i think it's cool don't get me wrong man i i i, I do i love that they added this outside the stadium you know, I mean, because you see it everywhere. You go around Knoxville, there's there's uh, there's a statue of the coach. There's you know, there's little dogs. We got Smokies everywhere. These little, st- you know, uh, right. you go to Georgia, there's a big bulldog out front. You know, I mean, they got a whole bunch of cool stuff. So it's it's only it's only fair that that South Carolina gets to put you know a Gamecock out there. So I think it's cool, and and it's one of those things that. You know, as an opponent, you're gonna go in there and make some goofy face as you take a picture with it. But it's something you can always remember, you know. And if you're a South Carolina fan, you're gonna have your picture by it. It's I just I think it's I think it's good. Mm-hmm. But enough about landscaping and uh, that's not <laughs> what we're here for, Mike. We're here for a prediction. And I think I, I you know, I don't know. I I was worried that Helensky was going to win this job, Mike, because I think Helensky has – I think he has it in him. Right. I've seen moments last year where he'd take over a ball game. I, I don't know if if Hill has that. Now, if you look at, at what Hill has gone through to get this job, you know he's a freaking warrior, you know. You know, you know he, maybe he is a battle captain. Maybe he does on that locker room. But he doesn't, he doesn't scare me as much as Ryan Helensky does. And, and maybe I'm just being dumb. But I, I think that this is going to be a good game. But I think both teams are still – you're talking about a, 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 we didn't have an off season, So I think both these ball clubs is going to look there, – there may be times at the start of this game that it just looks chaotic, you know, until they get it figured out. So I, I think it's going to be a slugfest back and forth. But I love Tennessee's depth. I love the running backs on this crew. I, I, I love the defense. And don't get me wrong, South Carolina's got a fantastic defense, too. But I think they lost their best running back. And I don't, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not scared to death of, of Colin Hill. Now, I may look back at this and say, man, this guy just put South Carolina back on the map. But I just, I have to see it to believe it. And that's why I've got the Tennessee Volunteers, shocker, or ups- winning this game. They're not upsetting. <laughs> but I've got them winning 31, South Carolina 24. So I think it's Ooh. an extremely close ball game, uh, just like all South Carolina-Tennessee games are. Mm-hmm. I just think, I don't know, coming out of the gate, I just think Tennessee's going to be a little bit more prepared. Uh, and and I think they're the ones that gain traction first, and and that starts with the arm of, uh, you know, seventh-year Garantano.
1: Well, Shane, I don't know if it was that uh, long, rambling answer or this (laughs) tall boy, but, man, I'm starting to get buzzed over here. But, uh, yeah, I I see why you'd make that pick, and, you know, if this stat is wrong, I I apologize. I heard it. I didn't look it up, but I think the last six in this series – have been decided by four points or less. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you said, this is always a tight series for whatever reason. And now we add Mike Bobo. I think that's a great addition for South Carolina. And that's also a great addition, given the fact that he knows Jeremy Pruitt. He's coached with him. He's coached against him. He knows how to attack a Jeremy Pruitt defense. There's a lot going for this matchup. I'm very, very tempted Shane, to pull the upset and pick the Gamecocks here. Mm -hmm. I don't think Tennessee... I think on paper, Tennessee is a massive favorite in this game. I really do. I mean, I think they got... You know, it's not... Maybe not a massive talent advantage, but just, you know, the momentum, the key positions, the depth. And they do have a talent advantage. I think they got a coaching advantage as well. But... I think South Carolina's had a lot better fall camp. And South Carolina got in a lot of spring games, uh, spring practice. And you may wonder, well, why the hell does that matter? We've already seen early in the season, the teams with the advantage in spring practice, Mm -hmm. they have been winning these ball games early in the season. So it has apparently paid a huge bonus. And just think, I mean, if you get, I think South Carolina got like six or seven, Practices in, and then you got a couple months to kind of put that in your head and work through the playbook. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just so much better when you've actually done it on the field. And then you got a month to go through camp. It sounds like Will Muschamp is, you know, very pleased with uh, just. You know, remember the we played the clip of him talking about training camp and how he liked this format. It, it didn't beat his team up, and mm-hmm. the and the younger players got up to speed quickly. You know, there's a lot pointing in the direction of South Carolina. I think it's ridiculous, these people that think Tennessee is just going to beat the hell out of South Carolina. It ain't happening, buddy. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of like you. I'm not a huge believer in Colin Hill. They've got virtually no receivers that are – they have a couple, but not many that are going to test this Tennessee secondary. I mean, the secondary is going to be the strength of Tennessee's defense. So you're already at a weakness there if you're South Carolina. I don't have much faith in the running backs – hell, we just went down every position but the offensive line. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's going to be very hard, I think, for South Carolina to generate much offense in this game. You flip it over to the other side to Tennessee. I still don't have a ton of faith in Jarrett Garantano, so I think Tennessee is even going to struggle in this game a little bit. It seems like we're we're shuffling this offensive line. We don't know about Cade Mays. We don't know about Wanya Morris. Uh, I just don't know how much continuity is in that unit. So – I think it's going to be a struggle for Tennessee to score points in this one too. But at the end of the day, if you know, all those advantages go into Tennessee's way outside of, uh, you know, the practice and, and, and a spring camp that, that South Carolina got in. And the, and I guess the home field advantage, if you want to throw that in. But at the end of the day, I've got to go Tennessee to win this game. But I, this is the game I feel least confident with. I could, see South Carolina winning this game easily. So I'm going with South Carolina to cover Tennessee to win. Wouldn't be surprised if it uh, flip-flops here the, with South Carolina winning. But I'm going Tennessee 20, South Carolina 17. I, and I think this game's going to be a damn nail-biter. And Tennessee doesn't – I think they've got the best kicker in the SEC. That could, be, that could prove to be – he may hit a game winner here, uh, you know, as time expires or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think this game comes down to turnovers, Mike. I, I think whoever has the most turnovers is going to lose this thing. And because I don't, I don't have faith in either team, you know, having a large comeback. If if Tennessee were to fall down by three scores, I, I can't say, oh man, Gary Tano can can fix this with you know Josh Palmer and a handful of freshman right you know I, I i'm not i don't see that or i can't i can't say colin hill and shy smith and a handful of other guys <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, I i if if there's if this thing starts out ugly and, and there's a couple turnovers for either side I, I could easily see uh whoever's got the lead just sitting on it and, and running the ball and mm-hmm. and i just i i don't know I, that's just just my thought process on this. I think it's going to come down to dumb mistakes, and like you said, that may be an advantage for South Carolina. Just the fact they've had more practice than Tennessee. I mean, you know, you think about how many guys we had out for this COVID tracing. You know, Man. that's practice, valuable time that they weren't there. So it could be Tennessee, but that's why I think this game starts out sloppy. But then once it gets tightened up, I, I think Tennessee will be all right and be able to pull this thing out. But I am a homer, so obviously <laughs> I've got I mean, season over, Mike. I gotta, you know, I've got i been talking trash all week. Now, like I said, if we lose this thing, I'm going to mute my Twitter for three or four days
1: and, <laughs> you know, and we'll move on to the next team. <laughs> <laughs> all right, final game of the week, Shane. I think this is the game of the week here. Kentucky, Auburn, Noon Eastern, eleven o'clock Central on SEC Network, and hell, we even got a hype video for this one. We're doubling up here
0: for the future of the team and everybody
1: around the world that's watching it. Stop disrespecting us, cause we like that. You heard me? No fear in this group. Cut it loose. Dominate from start to finish. I'm gonna a this mess right here.
0: That's what we do. It ain't
1: our fault! They got to play us! Yeah, it ain't our fault! They to play us! Play discipline.
0: Winning is what matters, right? Let's go do it! Play out the group at the light, turn up swat, all the bells out the box.
1: I- All right, so Auburn favored by seven and a half over Kentucky. Who you got in this matchup? Oh, Mike, man, this one,
0: this one's going to be like a barn burner, but like from the 80s because there's <laughs> going to be a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, I just – I think this thing comes down to time management and who has the ball last. Uh, I think both teams are very physical. Uh, I think, uh, you know, they've – They've got some question marks mm-hmm. on both sides, but I definitely see Kentucky you know, relying on that running game. They've got three healthy running backs back there they can hand it to. Uh, I think Auburn's the same thing. I think it's going to be more of a ground and pound. So I, I expect a lower scoring game, but similar to Tennessee, I think this thing comes down to the last, last drive, man. I went back and forth, man. I really wanted to pick. Kentucky getting the upset, but I just got more faith right now in that Auburn ball squad. I've done predicted Auburn to have a hell of a run, so I can't pick Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because Gus, I can't put Gus on the hot seat just after I praised him. <laughs> so I think, I think Auburn wins this thing. I don't think they cover the spread, but I do think they win it. Auburn 24, Kentucky 21. Ugly game. Not an ugly game. I think it's going to be a exciting game, but it's going to come down to the trenches, and I know Kentucky's got a good offensive line, but you've got to be good on both sides. and I just think, uh, I, I, think I think Auburn's got a they've got enough juice in the tank there to to get past
1: Kentucky there at the EM. Well, Shane, I think you hit on the key point right there at your at the very end of your spiel there, this game is going to come down to the line of scrimmage. And I've been saying it for about six damn months. Kentucky has got the advantage on both sides of that line. You think so? Absolutely. I don't even think it's a question. I mean, well, I, mean I I, know I think offense, Auburn's going to get –
0: Even defense?
1: Even defense. So Auburn's going to lose that matchup, and I think it's going to cost them this game. Now, unfortunately, Mark Stoops came out here and said, you know, he's not feeling very good about Joey Gatewood, however – 24 hours from kickoff. If they if they haven't heard by now, I guess they're not going to hear. But for whatever damn reason, the SEC is dragging their feet. So it doesn't look like Joey Gatewood's going to play. It would be nice to see him in this matchup, but yeah, I think this is Kentucky's coming out party. Hell, people that know what they're talking about know Kentucky is is a solid program. But I think they're going to prove it here on Saturday, going on the road and beating Auburn outright. Now, I've got faith in uh, Auburn's defense, Kevin Steele. I think they're going to make this a very, very competitive game. It's not going to be a blowout by any means. But, yeah, I'm give, I'm going to Kentucky. I mean, you got – I think they're going to have the better running game, the better offensive line. I think they'll probably have the better special teams in this matchup. I don't think they're going to be able to score a ton on Auburn, but I think they're going to score enough. And they're going to be able to contain Bo Nix and these receivers to come out here and pull the biggest upset week one in the SEC. I'm going Kentucky 20, Auburn 17, outright upset for the Wildcats. mm, 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 mm. I don't know, Mike. I, I just <laughs> – I I want to agree with
0: you. I really do. I I really do. But – I don't know. I think a lot of people look at this team last year, and, and you know, Kentucky had a had a fantastic run there at the tail end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, after the Tennessee game, and but I don't know, man. It it just it just felt like I don't know. Auburn's not Louisville, you know. Auburn's not Virginia Tech, you know. If if Coach Steele wants to make Terry wilson throw the football he's going to make him throw the football and that's something that we haven't seen from him in a long time and can you imagine a game that that's what worries me is because we all know terry's athletic we all know you know he can make he can make plays with his legs but you've got a coach that doesn't want him to run because we just proved that the backup's not even cleared You know, so you you got to be a little bit more conservative. So I expect more of a running game. And, yes, Kentucky has a fantastic offensive line, but you put eight in the box, Mike, you put eight Auburn Tigers in the box, you're going to force Terry to throw the football. And I don't have confidence in these receivers. Uh, You know, I don't know about you, but uh, I, I think that's where Kentucky gets a little bit exposed because one thing that Auburn does have, is is tremendous speed on the outside, yeah. You can box up all their running backs, but man, you throw it out there to to Shivers or you you know what I'm saying. You you just lob it up to one of those uh, seriously all American wide receivers, and I think I, I just think they got more weapons. So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting. I may be wrong. I usually am, but uh, I've got. I think it's – I've already told you, I think it's going to be a close game. I just I, – I think we're given – I don't think we're giving Auburn enough respect
1: or credit for the talent that they have on their team. Well, that's why it's the game of the week, Shane, because both these yeah. teams got talent. I don't think you're giving Kentucky enough credit. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, I, I, I'll be the first one to get on here and say I was wrong, but uh, – you know, we're going to find out, man. That's the beautiful thing. We don't have to – it ain't talking season anymore, Mike. It's football season. And tomorrow we're going to find out exactly who the better team is.
1: Oh, man, I can't wait for it. I'm so fired up for these games. <laughs> and, man, I'm just fired up for just sitting here talking with you here. And, hey, buddy, I think uh, I think that's all I got on this one. I'm just, I'm just ready for these games. I'm ready to drink some beers, enjoy the SEC content. You got anything else before we hop off here? Well, Mike, I do got some reviews, and unfortunately, we can't
0: get to them today because there are a million of them. <laughs> so, yeah. I appreciate all the effort and, and, and all the hard work, but seriously, it's we're, we're at 10 o'clock right now. M- Mike is barely hanging on. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you can tell. That tall boy has been empty for a while. So. I'm already on tall boy number two. <laughs> Dude, I enough talking man let's I, I hope you guys all enjoy your day because this is the last freaking day that you're not going to have actual SEC news to talk about mm-hmm. uh, we got some great games all lined up we got our predictions in I'd like to know yours when we put this out here. You know, be sure to let us know how right or wrong we are, because I can guarantee there's a lot. Half of you gonna love it, half of you gonna hate it. So, <laughs> but you know, that's the beautiful thing about college football, Mike. Any given Saturday, anything can happen, and that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for the upsets. I'm looking for the, you know, who's who is the new champs. You know, I mean, this is this mm-hmm. is where it all starts. So, uh, I'm just pumped up, man. I'm ready to get some football.
1: Alright, well like Shane said, we got a ton of reviews. We really, really do appreciate those and we send you a free koozie of your choice just for doing that. Again, we got Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn, and more coming down the line. So give us that five-star written review or read it on the show. Send you a beer koozie. Those have been flying in. We really, really do appreciate those and I've been Hell, I've been getting my steps in every day, Shane, just walking to the damn mailbox, putting those bad boys in there. So we really do appreciate each and every one of those, but uh, that's going to do it for this one. I hope you guys enjoyed all this. We've been working overtime. We've been burning the midnight oil to give you all this content this week. I hope you guys appreciate it, but that's just how fired up we are. We know you guys are too. And hell, we're in the uh, top, I, I should mention this, we're in the top 100 Apple podcasts right now. We've not been there since last season. So, I can tell that these podcasts are going over well. We're just going to keep on doing them. That's it, man. Just keep on keeping on. Lots of garden digging. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Shane, I appreciate you hopping on here with me. I appreciate all y'all joining us on a daily basis and growing this show. So that's going to do it. Enjoy some SEC football. I'll have you some cold ones. Kick back. And I hope all your teams win this weekend. We'll, take it, well see you on the next one. <laughs>
0: Mike's drunk. (laughs) Mike's drunk. All right. We're logging off. All right. See you guys. Go, balls.